Hello and welcome to the inner apocalypse. Apocalypse in ancient Greek means a disclosure or revelation of great knowledge. In a churning world, two sisters with extremely different opinions and very similar values unite to discuss wildness, fear, and transformation, finding love as a grounding force in a tumultuous time. Humanity stands at a great precipice of awakening, and we believe the journey is inward to become the change. We talk about astrology, nature, and this wild ride on earth, bringing the both and to life. We unite where the sun and the moon collide. Welcome. Hello and welcome back. Welcome back. We haven't been here forever. The podcast has felt a little bit neglected. If you are listening, we are so happy you are here. And we're going to talk today about the astrology of March. March is the biggest month of 2023 for the astrology. And we're going to tell you why. We're going to tell you maybe what you can do to be prepared. So sit back. I hope you have a nice cup of java or tea. We're going to talk really quickly like we always like to do. (laughs) So... We're at March 1st today, which I think is pretty interesting because yesterday was a, and this is more numerology speak, but um, yesterday was a a one day in a nine month and today is a nine day in a one month. So it's endings, beginnings, endings, beginnings is what basically the energy is. And being in Pisces season and starting March out in Pisces season uh, feels there's always endings in Pisces energy. There's always this sense of what in the cycle needs to die so that it can be reborn. And also like what needs to be surrendered, what, what we don't have control over. Pisces is not a sign of control. It's, it's a sign really that is about the flow, flow, not force. Right. Yeah. And so I feel like this month starting with that energy of flow, not force is just an important thing to be thinking of through into the spring equinox is like, how do we flow into this new nature's new year, which really starts on March 20th with the spring equinox and many cultures celebrate it as that, as new year's, um, we are in the final kind of countdown it's that. the final countdown. You love that. And then having, you know, on today specifically, we have two of the major, major, major heavy hitters of the sky, Saturn and Pluto, both at 29 degrees. Standing in one corner, Saturn <laughs> weighing a dense, hefty weight. He's wearing the red and ringed, I don't even know. Yeah, (laughs) Mr. Hades, Hades Town is about to. (laughs) Honestly, they're both such big players, right? And they're both hanging out at the edge of the cliff. They're both in this semi sextile, like hanging out right at the edge of the cliff, being like surveying. I feel like, in a way, these two are turning around and going, ha 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 ha, what did I do for the last, you know, Pluto's like the last 14 years? We've climbed this mountain of 
debauchery and power and manipulation and tactics. And also we built some pretty amazing things. Okay. So it's not all, it's not at all, you know, that underworldly themes. It's like also, wow, like we scaled some major, major world global issues and we're still here and still I rise. And then Saturn's there at the end of Aquarius. That's like, I've been in experimentation mode for the last two years and <laughs> science, the, the mad science, like <laughs> the mad mindset is big, right? It's like, what have we done here, people for, you know, since March of 2020? Well, even further before that, you know, what have we done here? And they're both just hanging out at the end of the cliff. So to me, there's like this edginess right now. And being at, like in yoga, I would always say, come to your edge, right? Where it almost hurts, where it almost doesn't feel good. And then come out of it 20% so that you can settle into the edge. That's what I feel like this time is right, right now. Um, that'll change really quick here. Settling you know, into the edge or is it the backing off? Do you feel like it's the settling? I feel in like it's like you're touching the edge and then you're backing off. And then March 6th, you're going all the way to the edge and March 7th. <laughs> something's got to give you're falling down in sweat and being like ah, yeah I do I do very much agree and I think one of the biggest reasons why March is the biggest month is because we have these two shifts of planets that move slower moving into new signs we also have like the illustrious Mars which has been in Gemini since August, moving into a new sign, the new sign of cancer. So that has me almost as excited or almost as contemplative as what these big changes that will be happening in the slower moving planets, because Mars being a personal planet, we can tend to feel that on a more acute level and moving from Gemini, mutable air into cancer, cardinal water, feels like this rocket being set off that feels really like messy and cryy and you know but like this energy of shifting that feels quite maybe good uh in in certain ways so March 7th we have Saturn going into Pisces so it's moving out of the Saturn ruled signs that it's been in for the last five years we want to look back to 1993 to 96 to maybe contemplate what this might mean for you Saturn takes 27 years to go around the zodiac and so this is a cyclical story that we can trace back for me swimming the last time that Saturn was in Pisces became my main thing it was a very big part of my you know when I was only uh how old was I 13, 11. And so thinking about swimming being a big portion of something that was important to me. And now with it going Saturn, going back into Pisces, I'm going to be coaching swimming. So I was the swimmer during the first time of Saturn being in Pisces. And now I'm going to be the coach. So it's, it's very interesting to be able to look back, to look forward. We also have Pluto moving into Aquarius. Well, I was just going to say the Saturn and Pisces 
that, you know, Saturn moving into Pisces and then March 25th, Mars moving into Cancer, two of what are perceived at times as the malefics of the sky, the the masculine, the kind of the core masculine forces moving into water signs, uh, it really does speak to a lot of us having to get good with our feelings, having to get good with flow, having to get good with not having the structures or the logical mind ruling yeah. and instead being in some of those feminine forces of um, receptivity receptivity and yeah exactly that responding to the day as opposed to having to muscle through it um saturn for the last five years being in saturn world signs has been very strong authoritative logical uh and more maybe observant and analytical saturn moving into pisces is so so different and <clears throat> asking us to be in that ethereal sense that energetic sense of healing of frequency of being able to understand like when you walk into a room how people are feeling and going off of that rather than you know what you would typically do in in your ordered mind and i think it'll bring a lot of order to the chaos of the world as well that Saturn will kind of I think I, I wrote in our cozy cosmos document dad is coming to Dreamtown, <laughs> and and it is that it's like there's some sense of order and some sense of karma not karma in the sense of like you were good and so you get something good but in the sense of some karmic like past um past life actions kind of coming to be rewarded or not rewarded like a sense of natural law that is coming in that's like okay this is going to start to have some structure around it the the choices that have been made the decisions that have happened and maybe some of the places where we've been leaking our energy leaking our power there's going to be some consequence for that and we're going to start to recognize that there is only a certain amount of time that we're here for Saturn into Pisces is the elder. And so it's like, what do you do with the time that you have? Oh, I just keep thinking time feels like it's slipping, slipping, slipping into the future. <laughs> but <laughs> there feels like this piece of um, time, like almost evaporating with Saturn going into Pisces. And so getting really good and clear on what your focus is will be important because if you don't, we'll just evaporate or be stuck in the midst of the ocean where we don't get anything done. We'll want to float or escape and have this feeling of like, oh my goodness, a week has passed and I've done nothing. So thinking about where you can get ordered and structured in order to bring forward what is really important to you right Saturn is that discipline structure order to bring forth what matters to you in your life what you are here or meant to master and yeah so like I was just doing a reading for a girl who said that like I have a fear of death only because I have something to bring forth to the world and I haven't done it yet and that to me is so that that essence of I have something in me that wants to come out and it, I, I need it to. And so that's the only fear of death is fear of knowing that we're not done here yet, that we have these, this magic inside of us that is meant mm. to, to come through. And this could be a year that we do that. There's a lot of energy too, with Jupiter in Taurus in May and Venus and Leo in June, 
that I think could be bringing that creation forth and building something from a place that we've had inside of us for quite a while. Um, but Saturn into Pisces might be a beautiful container for that. And thinking to the fact that last time it was here, JK Rowling was writing Harry Potter. She was sitting at her desk every day, you know, having to have some order around this fantastical realm that she had in her and, and spending time. I think of that, like a, if you're a writer starting the first hour of your day writing before you get lost in Dreamtown. And that's really All where the responsibilities of life, right? Yeah. Like, how do you, how do you create time for those things that are your dreams that you want to realize? Saturn makes things real. He matures us and gives us this sense of, you know, that structure that allows us to make that real. So to me, I'm like excited for that part. Mm. I, I think it will come with a bit of crisis in faith because it's Pisces and that's where we do have a lot of faith that things will work out and Saturn limits us oh. at times. So Saturn might have faith at an arm's length for us for, for a bit and it's part of the story. So noticing what happens around March 7th, whether you're listening to this after the date or not, or before it, um, just going back to that, that could be where your Saturn story got started. And it's like a week before, week after that we notice well, plus. Yeah. Sorry, but Mercury is moving in there in two days. You know, we had a new moon there on February 20th. So we've had a few glimpses at this kind of Pisces energy already. Um, but it's like where, yeah, what are we bringing order to in the chaos of our own lives? Yeah, and Saturn having a cor correlation with the root chakra, Pisces being our feet, grounding practices are very, very important. So anything you can do to get out in nature, to be grounding yourself, it literally can just be taking a few deep breaths, rooting your seat in where you're sitting, having your feet on the floor, and really, you know, leaning into this physical body of ours that we have and how we take care of it. There's something coming through for me about saying and, and making sure that anyone listening to this, check in on your kids. The kids are not okay. And they might be okay, but checking in on them, having that dialogue of how are you doing? How is your mental health? This is going to be coming on target. This is going to be a big piece of the astrology of 2023. There's a few reasons I say that, but when Saturn was last in... Pisces, we saw the conversation around video games and how violent they were. There was like the ratings that came in for video games. The video game Mortal Kombat was talked about like, and I can't even like, when you think of Mortal Kombat and how violent it is compared to some of the games of today, I'm like, it's not, they're not even, we have gone so far down a slippery slope. It is crazy. Okay. Okay. So I think we're going to be evaluating kids' mental health. We we can see TikTok is getting banned in different places to do with schools, to do with government. They're, the kids are not okay. They need check-ins. They need responsible adults helping them through their emotional climate. And action lawsuit against Fortnite too right now. A lot of parents have banded together and they're taking Fortnite, Fortnite's creators to, to court. Right, because there was people, their kids were able to purchase things in app and and you know really allow 
and, and I guess that goes back to some Saturn, like if we're letting our kids play things where we're not, you know, supervising them and watching them, this, these themes have been coming up in, in my household big time. So I'll only speak for me. How do we ensure that our kids are learning the right things? If we don't know what they're ingesting, that's a big part of this. So with Saturn going into Pisces, thinking about not being like loosey goosey when it comes to our children and being there as an emotional intelligence to help them process the last few years. And I, I can see it in my son who doesn't know he goes on snapchat which was a big fight in our household he's too young for it and we shouldn't have ever done it and we're probably going to be taking it away here shortly <laughs> i said to him like sending a snap isn't talking to people right it's not asking them to to hang out or it's not we need to get back to the art of conversation we need to get back to playing outside we need to get back to some of these pieces and so thinking about the the ease that some of these things might bring like downtime for kids who are so busy packed with you know sports and school and all of these things but what is the cost what is the ethical side to some of these things and we will be evaluating and thinking about it I think so, I like heard like master your inner elder yeah. for everybody that's a Saturn and Pisces can be too because we all have and we all need something different, right? So we, we need to be our own elder. Yeah. That throne archetype lives in everyone at any age. And what we have seen is a lack of that elderhood that is um like we we you can see by the way that that we treat our aging population that we put them in homes and we have literally secluded them and we don't live in intergenerational homes anymore. And so we have this lack of the elderhood, which would often take the space where a mother might hand her kid now a video game, it would be taken by grandma or grandpa taking them outside to go play something or to do something with. And so like, this will be a journey in that inner elderhood. And when we think of Aquarius, if we go back to that Pluto move that you were speaking to earlier, Aquarius can be, you know, youth or other people's children or the, the children of the world or humanity, you know, that our humanity rests on the back of our children and Pluto moving in there starts to give them some resurgence of power, some resurgence of, um, I think like some of that essence of who they are and that we are much more aware. I mean, I know tons of homeschooling families that children don't have screens at all. And, and so we're seeing that there's a whole world already out there where that is there, but Pluto moving into Aquarius might also bring uh, some destruction from everything that's happened in the last five years. And if we're there for each other and checking in on each other's mental health and meeting in groups and communities and, you know, connecting each other again in that language of love, then maybe we can rebuild in a way that will really serve multi-diverse generations and ages. Yeah. And so that transit of Pluto into Aquarius is happening on March 23rd. It's not going to be in Aquarius for good. It actually comes back into Capricorn two more times. 
So the dance of Pluto between the Capricorn part and the Aquarius part of your chart is something to consider. And Pluto being, you know, power, wealth, the way that things might have to decay in order to be reborn. This is a very slow moving transit. This is a very long story. So thinking about what this might mean for the Aquarius part of your chart. Just looking at the Pluto into Aquarius moment, 5.23.23 a.m. Pacific time. And that while that is happening, there is a ton of energy in Aries. So the sun is in Aries, the moon is in Aries, Jupiter is in Aries, Mercury is in Aries, Chiron's in Aries. Uh, Eris, you know, if we wanted to go into that also as an Aries, there's a lot of Aries energy as well this month. So while we have Pluto and Saturn in these more transpersonal signs that are a little bit broader, bigger visions, you know, more of an elder kind of sign, we have the baby of the Zodiac. We have that primal instinctive urge energy, that setting of new seeds, the energy of, of survival, um, the energy of the baby coming through the birth canal, that that primal urge to to exist, to be, to transform, has a ton of planetary energy and will be seeing things in a new way. To me, this is like sun and mercury, like we're really starting to see things in a new way. There's been a lot of talk of something's got to give. Well, it's giving. It's giving in, in late March, I feel. And March 20th being the equinox, that moment of spring where the sun, you know, comes back to zero degrees Aries. And then we have a new moon, March 21st. And this is at, you know, the very beginning degree of Aries energy. So it's contemplating all of what we had just talked about, but with this new lens, almost to the point where it's like, I don't even want to think of my intentions I'm going to set for March 20th until March 19th. I don't want to think of it because I don't know yet. I don't know what is going to be coming through until the sun reaches that point of Aries. And um, Jupiter will be have given us some concept where we've had opportunities in the last six months you know Jupiter's been in Aries for a while so we have been already expanding our, this part of our ourselves but until the sun and moon unite there it's like we don't know yet and there might be really 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 brand new things considering Pluto hasn't made a move through a different sign for 14 years um considering Saturn's been in Saturn ruled signs for five years by the time we get to March 20th it is going to, something's going to feel new within you. And, and I think we all need some freshness, you know, like give me the freshness, give me something new. Yeah. And I, you bring up a good point that that is the way I really like to see astrology also is like, we can plan and prepare, but, and also being in the lived experience of the present moment is so incredibly important. And Aries, especially being the spark, being the start of the fire, being this place where we're blazing a new trail that we don't even know. Like, I, I feel like a lot of Aries people would relate to that, where it's like, I don't, I know things. I don't know where they come from. I, you know, forge forward without even thinking about any type of the consequences, because this is an instinct, a nature to just, it's a primal urge, right? 
So allowing yourself to be in the moment, to be really grounded in self, to really center, you know, the parts of things that are important to you, but to be alive and willing and ready for whatever is coming your way. Mm-hmm. And, and knowing that we make, we make these, this desire is like an intention, right? An intention is a desire to change something and that these are being planted within us all the time. And so really wanting to like reinforce that we don't have to necessarily do anything Anything. specific for this energy, but to notice, you know, just know the dates and know what desires are, are coming, are sparking alive in you and, and what comes alive within you as a thought is the, the foreboding piece to what's going to be birthed in you down the road. Um, so I always find that so intriguing as an air sign <laughs> to be like noticing our thoughts and get curious rather than attached, right? It's like, I used to get so attached to my thoughts that came up and be like, oh my gosh, like where, you know, what is that? And, and feel so much about it. But there's something in this energy that's telling me to get really curious and to, you know, Mars is at the very final degrees of Gemini at this time. So it's like mastering a bit of our thoughts and not maybe going into the anxiety of, of it, but to actually just be like, wow, like, okay. I just had a weird thought that I wanted to own a cow and a piece of property. Like that's so weird. I've never wanted to be a farmer say, and then, you know, you're setting some sort of intention within that, that at some road, maybe that is what you're, you're destined to do. I'm laughing so hard because Kevin this morning said we're getting 40 head of cow. And I was like, pardon me? (laughs) No. (laughs) Oh, there's been a lot of, and it's interesting. I just want to bring this up. There's been a lot of like, I don't want to do that ever. Okay. My son had to play goalie and I'm like, I'm not a goalie's mom, not doing it. Like, it's really hard to all of you goalie moms out there or anyone who their kids play hockey. And like, when you try a new position, my son had to step in because the goalie was hurt. And it's like, we can do hard things. We need to be flexible. That is the, that's the phrase that keeps coming to me because when we think, oh, I'm never going to do that. We actually might fulfill that intention. And what you just said, right? Like I've been struggling hard with my practice around studying astrology individually, like myself for my spiritual devotion and the way that I set intention. I've moved away from the moon cycle. We've stepped into the sun cycle because of solar infusion is a way that we're teaching. Uh, One of our programs is called solar infusion, which is fabulous and open right now. Mm -hmm. But thinking about, I would actually get anxiety or feel like I need to set intentions with every new moon, every full moon, really using that cycle. And just being in the moment and those thoughts, exactly like Tamara said, paying attention, maybe not even grasping them, like maybe not even writing them down, but following the instinct and the will of what is coming up is really important. That's exactly it. We don't have to do anything. When you're doing astrology, the moon cycles in an embodied way, you don't have to do anything. And as much as my like analytical brain wants to be like, but I want to be able to look back and I want to be able to explore. And that's been such a powerful part of astrology for me and Tamara. We create a lot of journals. We look back at a lot of dates. Like that's a very important part. 
but, and also you don't need every little piece. And like, even when we have dreams, oh, I want to analyze this and this has to mean something. It doesn't always, it's your psyche working itself out. And I trust, and I know that it is doing what it needs to do. Our bodies are the most intelligent. It is our greatest resource and tool. And if it provokes guilt or um, not enoughness, because we're not doing all the right witchy rituals at the right exact time, you know, like guilt and, and shame is actually what we are deconditioning from here. And there is this aspect of not having to follow the rules that is calling to me a lot, because guess what? especially in March of 2023, the rules of life are changing. And, and I, I devote our work as like a living altar that every time we have an experience or, you know, just like you would create this beautiful altar that has all these sacred objects that you find in nature, you know, the feathers, the snail shells, all those things. And you put that on your altar by simply being open, conscious, and awake to these transits as they happen and to saying like, I see how this primal desire is coming out. I like to think of that as like placing a really sacred object on my living altar of my life. And at the end of my life, you'll know, you'll know, you'll know, you'll imprint, you'll feel, you'll feel that. And that's what we want is to feel that, that level of being so connected to the world around us. Um, so I feel like this is such a good, this is almost like our business transforming in a sense to help us to decondition from these kind of patriarchal ways. This is very Pluto leaving Capricorn. This is very much deconditioning from the traditional ideas that you need to, you know, burn your fire and burn the, you know, release the thing at the perfect time on the full moon in order for it to truly go. It's like, you can't do this wrong. You can't do this wrong. You were born for this chart, this moment, this life, opening our hearts, awakening to really, it's more like also this patient energy of like the sound, the composition of what is happening in your life. So it comes through feelings, you know, and, and I know that Ange and I get these moments where you get this like giddiness or this feeling of elation or this feeling of contentment, which is what I'm really working on, you know, is neutrality, <laughs> not going like way up and then way down going into that state of just like, if this is it, this is enough. And that is really hard to cultivate. That is a work in progress. And uh, it takes hard work to get to that moment. And then it gets easier. And then it gets better. Like there is such a beauty to what you just said. And I think that that kind of is where we want to leave the March astrology, be in the moment, love yourself, get giddy. If it feels right, you know, allow yourself to feel the deep emotion and know that you are so very supported. If you want some help to learn more, to validate that support, we are here. We have cozy cosmos. We have solar infusion. Or we just love to talk to you. I think that that's, we have, we are seeing a lot of people that are just seeking something. And for us, astrology helps us to kind of define what we are seeking. We are sending you so much love. We will be back again, hopefully <laughs> in April. 
we will be back we'll be back <laughs> well i'll be back oh my god that's pluto into aquarius the terminator yeah i'll be back i'll be back thank you for listening to our show if you're here and feeling like so many others that there's no way out but through we just want you to know that we love you you are not alone if you want to learn more about us visit us online at wildskysisters.ca and please reach out with any comments or questions we love you